Welcome to the Thrill of the Chase, an instant trivia podcast, episode 117. We're serving up the juiciest trivia questions from across the web. Let's dive straight into the action. Our first round, aptly titled Forget You, will test your linguistic dexterity. Here's the curtain raiser. What do you get when you remove the you from a synonym for abode? Hint. It's something you wear on your feet. Did you guess it? The words are house and hose. On to the next enigma. What male term do you get when you drop the U from a float that's used to mark a navigational channel? The answer is boy and boy. Question 3. Can you solve this one? Subtract the U from a synonym for leap and you're left with this uniting force. The words are bound and bond. Next up, question four. When this verb meaning to recommend loses its you, it morphs into a term for a small child. What are these words? Did you get it? They are tout and tot. For our final question in this round. Ditch the you from the worth or merit of something and you get this mortal life often described as the veil of tears. What are these words? The words are value and veil. Let's switch gears as we leap into round two, country. Question one. Can you identify the country whose coat of arms has three stars for its three main island groups, an eagle symbolizing the US, and a lion representing Spain? The answer is the Philippines. A striking amalgamation of its rich history and geography, isn't it? Question 2. In October 2002, which late rocker's 30 num 1 hit CD debuted at the top of the country charts? The answer is Elvis Presley, the king of rock and roll himself. His influence spans genres. Question 3. Where would you find the mesmerizing lakes of Killarney, a treasure of Kerry? The answer is Ireland. Known for its breathtaking landscapes, Ireland truly lives up to its Emerald Isle nickname. Question 4. Which singer won a 1967 Grammy for Gentle On My Mind, which later became the theme song to his TV series? The answer is Glen Campbell. A melodic legacy indeed. The final question of this round. Who became president of Poland in 2005? The answer is Lesz Kaczynski, a prominent figure in Polish politics. We're changing the tune for round three, where we're delving into the beloved realm of Christmas songs. Question one. In 1942, which iconic crooner made listeners swoon with his number one hit, White Christmas? The answer is Bing Crosby, the voice that has become synonymous with Christmas. Question two. Which title line in a classic Christmas song is followed by Underneath the Mistletoe Last Night? The answer is I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, a fun, cheeky number, isn't it? Question 3. 
whose Christmas album of 1957 includes the now classic Blue Christmas. The answer is Elvis Presley. Back to the King again with his unmistakable holiday hit. Question 4. What's the alternate title and first line of the Christmas song that Nat King Cole made famous? The answer is chestnuts roasting on an open fire. It certainly conjures up cosy holiday images, doesn't it? The final question for this round. Which 30-year-old song did Bob Geldof re-record in 2014 to raise funds for the fight against Ebola? The answer is, Do They Know It's Christmas? A song that continues to resonate and inspire. We're not quite done yet. Round four is titled Right Foot. Our first question. Which author, better known as Dr. Seuss, penned The Foot Book to help beginning readers learn about feet? The answer is Theodore Geisel. His books continue to entertain and educate children worldwide. The second question for this round. In which grim tale does one sister lop off a toe and the other a part of her heel, all in an effort to fit into a golden shoe, while the title girl's foot slips in perfectly? The answer is Cinderella, a tale of determination and dreams. Moving on to question three. Upon landing in Oz, Dorothy is aghast to find which woman's lifeless feet shod in silver shoes with pointed toes. The answer is The Wicked Witch of the East, a memorable scene from a timeless classic. On to question four. In Fulgentius mythologies, the goddess Thetis immerses which baby in the river Styx, but his heel alone she did not dip. The answer is Achilles, which gives us the term Achilles' heel for a single point of weakness. The final question for this round. In which autobiography does artist Christy Brown recount his life, living in chains while battling cerebral palsy? The answer is my left foot, a powerful testament to human resilience. We're now on the home stretch with our final round, which explores the age of the robber barons. Here's the first question. In 1890, who took on the role of president of the American Tobacco Company in Durham, North Carolina? The answer is Duke, a notable figure in the tobacco industry. Question two. Henry Frick amassed a fortune, supplying the Pittsburgh steel industry with which product made from heating pulverized coal? The answer is Coke, not to be confused with the beverage. Question 3. What does the P stand for in the name of this preeminent banker of the Gilded Age, who had a profound influence on American finance? The answer is J.P. Morgan, with the P standing for Pierpont. Question 4. Just five years after this act was passed, the Supreme Court dismantled it in 1895's United States v. E.C. Knight case. What's the act? The answer is the Sherman Antitrust Act, 
a landmark legislation aimed at regulating competition. The final question of this round and of today's episode. Marcus Daly, a Montana baron, owned the USA's richest copper mine and the town named after it. Can you name it? The answer is Anaconda, a name that resonates with Montana's mining history. Thanks for joining us in this trivia journey today. We hope you had as much fun as we did. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow for another exciting round of brain-teasing trivia. 